Alright, yo. Someone had to hear this, dude. Someone other than my, my brain had to hear me talk about this fucking movie. Bar none. Blue Velvet. Like, start to back. It's probably, I think probably, well, actually, let me see, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, let's see, was he the dude to the Jesus movie, let me see, The Holy Mountain, holy fuck, I forgot about that movie, okay, so, other than the Holy Mountain, Blue Velvet is probably one of the most fucking unnerving movies I've watched. And I'm gonna give you like five reasons why you why you will be uncomfortable, and then five reasons why you should also watch it because they're both one and the same. So, one, uh, Frank, uh, Frank Booth, Frank Booth, Frank Booth is the weirdest antagonist I've seen. Fucking Orochimaru, uh, Hisoka, uh, Anton Sugar, Sugar. I mean, you name it, dude. There's some weird ass antagonists that I've seen, dude. Fucking psychos, dude. Even antagonists of fucking erotica, bro. This dude is uncomfortably fucking odd. Just, there's a moment, I don't want to spoil any scenes. But there's a moment where he comes into contact with a pretty major uh, character. Piece of shit alarm went off for some fucking reason. Anyway, he comes into contact with a pretty major character. um, And they're... They're seeing... I don't want... Because the scenes why the scenes are weird like your own category but just his interactions with literally every other person is just fucking surreal number two I would probably say um, David Lynch's cinematography David Lynch is a visionary he's also somebody that thinks of very odd and both mesmerizing and uncomfortable scenes at the same time and some of it's just steals with like silent conversation being had between good and evil protagonist antagonist or just people we never met before and it's so uncomfortable and it's just like it's a linear plot but like there's so many moments where it's just like a pause button where I, really exposition is being made but it's just so unnerving that it's like how the fuck could this even like happen i guess an example of this is um So you have Jeffrey Beaumont, who's the main protagonist of this story, and he has this habit, especially early towards the movie, of just basically ignoring the the, the brevity or the gravity of any given pretty huge moment and just kind of staring still into space or just being like statuesque, just standing. And it's like, he pushes the plot on himself so much and he understands I think the weight of what's happening more than anybody however he's also the person that seems the most 
at peace with everything that's occurring. It's just such a weird paradox. Um, number three, I won't say this is unnerving, but just the fact that it's a, a young Laura Dern, uh, as me, a Generation Z guy who's been introduced to Laura Dern through syndication of Jurassic Park, I didn't even know she was, that was her. I didn't, I didn't a young Laura Dern is a lot different than an older Laura Dern. If you're going to go see the two pictures, go look at Star Wars and look at Blue Velvet Laura Dern, who I think would probably, she's like 54. This came in 1976. So she's probably about 20, give or take at this point. Um, just wildly different. And then, you know, this shit ain't Disney. This shit ain't Mary's story. I'll tell you that. Um, a shout out to young Laura Dern for really holding it out and kind of being, I, I think the, the, the frame of stability that the audience kind of leans on, like her moral code and her sense of direction, her trepidation at moments kind of is the closest thing we as a viewer have to relate to to know that we're not in a fucking Twilight Zone universe. Uh, number four, I would say, is just the way love is depicted in Blue Velvet. Uh, even the main title is based around a song, which is a love song, but the usage that song has in this fucking movie is deviant. It's a bastardization of any love song ever. Uh, the way sets occurs is just unnatural. The way people display love other than I can't spoil that, but other than one character to, to to pretty much any given character that 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 person is enamored with, only sense of normal really when it comes to love because this one guy and this one chick just completely fucking weird as fuck that they even link up, but they do even though it's because of a very uh, a moment that will get you arrested in twenty twenty one for certain. And that somehow David Lynch turns what should be a felony into one of the more gripping relationships uh, formed throughout the kind of mid to second act of this movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's two hours, but it feels like it's a very fluent uh, movie. Fluent, it flows well. And I, I will say, I've, like, I've taken it in parts, but like, I would say once you get like past the initial part of like here's the setting here's the general plot here's Jeffrey Beaumont finally interacting with other characters once you get to that part like it doesn't feel like a long watch it doesn't feel like a two hour movie but I will say like I've kind of eaten up in parts uh for the fifth reason I would just say this is a very this is a cast that hand to God outside of a couple of familial ties None of this cast looks like it should ever be within the same vicinity as one another. Like a fucking, um, what do you call it, a restraining order? There should be a restraining order between almost all these characters between one another. They all seem like complete polar opposites of individuals, of themselves, of, of, of each other's. And it's just like, it flows well. I mean, I'm not sure this movie is the, the godsend that I've heard it is. I still have 17 minutes left on it. I'm actually at a pretty major part with uh, Lord Dern's character, um, but I, I, I think it's I think it fucking knocks me into the fucking ballpark that I won't be able to appreciate off a of first listen anyway, first watch anyway. Uh, but cinematography is incredible. Uh, some of the the facial reactions are fucking comical at times, and yet 
uh, just heart piercing in others. Uh, moments seem fucking whimsically fucking sadistic, but at the same time, like actually Willie, Will, Willie, <laughs> Willie, Wally, well put together. I, I, it's just a, such a fucking unnerving movie. And my, my fucking art teacher, wanted, he had Amazon Prime pulled up, or Amazon Movie, I think it was, you know, and he had a racer bought, a racer head bought, bought, and for some reason he couldn't fucking play it. And I hear about Eraserhead, which is, I think, you know, Universal kind of dubbed his, his Lynch's best movie. If I saw that shit, I'd probably have been ready for some of this. But I hear this isn't as out there as that, which if this is more out there, I don't even know what the fuck Eraserhead could be about. But that's it for me. kind of want to just vent about Blue Velvet, which I think is a, a really fucking good movie. Um, even if I don't think it's it's probably not in my top 10 watches I don't know I don't think so but I would probably think there's a movie that gets better in time and just, I mean just more than anything just appreciate the fucking hairstyles that kind of dates this period of time you got a fucking Laura Dorn like a Dolly Parton she goes to a party and it's like fucking eight other people with the same hairstyle dude kind of poofy ass curls and shit I mean this is just it's unnerving sometimes with this movie anyway that's it for me um I got a really I, I think entertaining video I can execute it right coming out pretty soon on, on YouTube uh, Biscuits from Heaven and I'll probably upload the uh, audio only version on here probably uh, if that video gets done I'm not sure if it will because I'm fucking incompetent but I'll see y'all whenever that does get done peace